This podcast is proudly supported by Red Energy, most satisfied customers 11 years in a row. Maybe it's time you called Red Energy on 131 806. And Prince Wine Store, bringing wine enthusiasts the greatest wine in the world. Welcome to a little bonus episode of the Don't Shoot the Messenger podcast. I'm producer Jay Neild. Corey Perkin has dashed off to a little mini break, but on this Thursday, we've decided to drop a little bonus. Quarantine with Caro. I will admit, this was my boss Hutchie's um, idea. Caro, great to have you via the wonders of you know video conferencing. Hutchie just said to me, I hope you're recording extra episodes. Everyone wants to know what Caro's been up to and how on earth she's going to survive 14 days in quarantine <laughs> on your return from the Netherlands. So here we are having a little chat. Was Hutchie just thinking you needed the extra company? But it sounds like you're pretty busy there in the hotel. Oh, well, the door has has literally just knocked and um, a parcel has arrived. Um, I tell you, even though I'm not in my hometown of Melbourne, because the way my return flights worked, well, for a variety of reasons, Jane, I'm in quarantine in Sydney. They have just delivered the third food. I've only been here two days. This is my third food parcel. <laughs> I'm unwrapping warm gosleme. I think, I think from um, my sister's local market fresh with lemon, another pot of microherbs. So she's blocked off these beautiful glass pots, one with micro basil, one with large basil, and one with well, some other little smart sort of herb. So I've got, you know, floral arrangements, another bottle of natural mineral water, a dozen eggs, not like 10 eggs like you get in Amsterdam, <laughs> and a can of Amalfi spritz, a non-alcoholic spritz, lovely, some falafel, a beautiful little pastry, the Sydney Morning Herald, cherry tomatoes, spring onions to put in my, I assume, to put in my omelette with the eggs, a container of um, washing powder because I've actually got a little internal laundry here. So I'm assuming you've got a little kitchen set up as well then because I'm guessing you're not trying to cook um, eggs in the kettle or anything weird like sometimes people try to in hotels. Oh, no. Oh, and I've got the papers, Jane, too, and the latest episode of Bell magazine. I do. I've got a, a microwave and a little oven and a two-burner stovetop. Oh, and a wonderful. And a, and a dishwasher and um, a not-fantastic coffee machine, but I'm not complaining. I, you can order in a proper coffee, which I think might be my first sort of proper order in. And meals are delivered every day, but if you don't want the meal, you just ring up and say, don't deliver this meal because I really don't need it. Like I've got about – dropped, she dropped off a whole bag of avocados the day I arrived, you know, berries – muesli. I'm pretty right, actually. In fact, if no one came to my door for the next week, I reckon I would have plenty to eat. <laughs> Love that um, your sister knows you so well that she's thinking, mm, Caro needs microherbs for quarantine. I mean, there is something about just having the most simple of food with a little smattering of fresh herbs. You know, the other advice I was given was just take extra time to do everything. So take five minutes longer in the shower Take your time getting dressed and do get up and get dressed every day, um, you know, which, you know, be quite tempting to just, you know, drop in and fall in a heap and stay in your pyjamas. I'm not going to attempt to keep up my 10,000 steps a day. I know people have done that and I'm very impressed by it, but I think I'd just probably go mad. But um, as I mentioned on our, my first podcast back, my son Ned's going to take me through a bit of a, 
40-minute Zoom workout every day. You know, I hope I get time to actually settle in and do some binge-watching of television, which um, – because the thing is, you know, you're also dealing with a bit of jet lag, so – and, you know, normally with jet lag, you get to go outside and have a huge walk, which sort of tends to tire yourself out. But I can't actually do that. So um, wandering around and doing a bit of exercise helps. And also I've set up a little bookshelf um, with my bottle of Dutch gin, with my AFL season guide, with my computer, with a couple of Polaroids from a Polaroid from Amsterdam, a card from my daughter and a little bird print that I bought over there. So I'm... I've sort of made a little home for myself, Jane. So for anyone who's listening who may be having to head into quarantine at some stage, we do have a lot of international listeners here on Don't Shoot the Messenger. Can you just run me through the logistics of getting off that plane? Did you feel like you're in some sort of a military operation or do you feel like yep. in New South Wales yep. they've got it all down to a fine art and it was fairly clear as to where you had to go? I mean, we've heard stories of people kind of wandering off in airports and causing little COVID alerts. So how did that all work? I can't imagine how that could, how people could wander off. I mean, maybe in the past, but I got off the plane um, at about 5pm on Tuesday night and I was immediately there's only one way you can go, and lined up all dressed in, you know, full sort of surgical gear, um, camouflage. Well, you know, they're all, all, they're all dressed in white or blue or whatever it is with masks and gloves. It's basically a medical team, and you are ushered to one of the member of the medical team, and they question you about where you've been. They take your temperature. I had somewhere already booked, but some people are just taken to a health hotel, obviously, if they've got COVID or if um, they haven't booked anywhere. Then they ask you a lot of questions about whether you have nebulizers, why you were overseas, you know, why you're returning, what you have in your luggage that could be a problem for quarantine, how you're feeling about quarantine. I mean, they take you, it's pretty lengthy. Then you you go get your luggage, then you go through pa- oh, no, passport control, then luggage. Stuff like customs seems to be very um, second you know, second rate, they don't really worry about that. Then then you speak to a policeman, give them your name, and he looks at your health report, he looks at your travel. You've got to fill out a travel form on the plane as well as your normal return card that you fill out. And then they send you over to a bus. And I sat on this bus and waited for everyone else who was staying at my quarantine hotel to get on the bus. There were 18 of us, a few families among that. And um, it was quite weird, Jane. It was a pretty cold, dark night. It doesn't get dark in Amsterdam till about quarter to ten. And it was sort of, you know, quarter to six and pitch black. And um, obviously I should have known that. Suddenly this blasting music started playing in the bus. I think the bus driver's um, (laughs) mobile phone had done something. He was outside chatting. No one did anything. I just had to go outside and say, look, I'm sorry, can you please turn down this music? Was it It playing Sweet Caroline? (laughs) No, you know what was playing? Am I ever going to see your face again? (laughs) The angels. I couldn't believe it. Doc Neeson. Anyway, that was just a funny moment. Um, and And then you get to the hotel and there was so much security outside the hotel and you two group two people, one at a time, one family or individual at a time, let off the bus. And then when you check into the hotel, you also check in with a health professional. And, yeah, and, you know, day one I had a call from a social worker and another health professional, you know, to see how I was going. Mm. Um, and, the, and the only time you go out, you open your door is to 
pick up a parcel that's arrived, pick up a meal that they deliver or put out some rubbish. And I noticed that there's a guy sitting in the hallway, you know, in a mask and gave him a wave, thought you know, probably the only person I'm going to see for the next two weeks. Tried to wave at my brother and sister, but I'm quite high up and we couldn't see each other. So um, when, was the, yeah. when was the actual last COVID test you had before heading out of Amsterdam? Like, did you have to show a negative test before getting on the plane or once you've got clearance yes, to get yes. back? I, I, um, I said to my daughter, I was sitting with Rose on, I think, the Thursday before I left on the Sunday. I said, oh, I wonder if I need a COVID test. She looked it up, the Australian. She said, Mum, within 72 hours of leaving the country, you so not before 72 hours, um, you have to get a COVID test. So she immediately booked me a COVID test, which cost about... 110 or 20 euros yeah. um, but to get the quick result and that's what everyone has to do and um, I went out to some place you know quite far out of the central district of Amsterdam um, it was like a funny it was like a shop front but a lot of you know people in masks and gloves inside and they do it um, they do a nose one and a throat one and um, that was eight o'clock in the morning by seven o'clock in the evening I had an email saying I was right to go negative and I'm going to get I'm it's day two here so I'll get so that was and I'll get one today and I get another one on day 12. How are you coping with that little swab I've had a couple and it's not a nice experience is it? Well the 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 last time I had one was when you know there was some an issue as we know that was luckily dealt with very quickly at Croc Media and um, it, it was fine. But the one in Amsterdam that went very a long way down my nose, I've got to say. <laughs> oh, it wasn't very pleasant. Anyway, but look, hey, it was, it's a small price to pay. And um, they, they ask you the minute you've got any suspicion of a sore throat or temperature or whatever to ring them. And um, I find myself every minute thinking, because I'm obviously worried that something might have happened on the plane. I mean, I, you just don't know. You wear a mask, but you take it off to eat and drink and everything. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm just hoping that'll come up negative and then I'm allowed to, then I'll be allowed to come home in about 12 days time, Jane, which will be very nice oh, after a long time away. Just imagine actually having you in the studio. Now, you mentioned that you've read a lot of books in um, Amsterdam as well. You mentioned a couple on our main episode, but is there something, if you've got someone who's listening who is stuck in quarantine, they might have to resort to the Kindle, which Corrie's going to kill me for saying, or they can get a delivery from their Shane, local bookstore. Jane, hang your head in shame. <laughs> I, will, I won't be using a Kindle. Look, I've I, I've read a lot of books and I look if we're going to chat every day I'll, I'll give you a book a day what okay. about that sounds good look I returned to um, an author I absolutely love we've talked about her before Anne Patchett you know she wrote The Dutch House of course and um, Commonwealth but one that I hadn't read an earlier Anne Patchett called Run not I would say as good as Commonwealth or The Dutch House or um, some of her, oh, she's written so many wonderful novels. But um, this is a story of an accident that happens. The son of um, the former mayor of Boston, he um, is hit by a car, or he's about to be hit by a car when a woman, the mayor is white, the boy is black, um, he is the adopted son of this mayor, and a black woman runs across in a, almost in a blizzard to um, push the boy away from the car and gets hit herself. Oh. And the backstory to why this happened and this woman who has done this, as there was a little girl watching this woman's daughter and um, 
they all end up at the hospital together. A lot is revealed about the two families involved. It is a fascinating story run by Anne Patchett. Um, One of her earlier books and I absolutely, I really enjoyed it. And like um, some people, I'm going to say me, when lockdown happened, it's like, oh, great, I can write songs, I can write an album. Have you got anything that you're thinking, this is when I learn to do X or I watch all the YouTube videos on Y because you've got 14 days of quarantine? Is there any little outstanding thing that you're sort of thinking, oh, I have plenty of time to do that, which usually ends up not happening? But <laughs> Oh, Jane, they say never waste a crisis, don't they? Um, <laughs> look... You know, to be honest, I've been away from work for a month, four weeks, and I'm back on footy classified pretty much the day I get back to Melbourne. I've got my first column to write for The Age um, well, today, really. Um, so I've got a lot of work to catch up on. I am going to try and stay fit and I can't run like the Ann Patchett book, but I can run on the spot and I can do a bit of exercise. And to be honest, I'm going to have a bit of a rest. <laughs> Is is that terrible? I mean, it's actually quite nice sitting on the sofa for a while. I did go, when the shops reopened in Amsterdam, I did go to Uniqlo and buy a couple of leisure suits or just comfortable lounging around gear because I didn't really have a lot of that. You know how I was always searching for the perfect pair of leisure pants? Did you find them? Um, Last, I actually did. I found a really, a sort of a, a velour pair actually with a slightly (laughs) flared bottom cuff and a matching top so I'm feeling very um lovey howl from Gilligan's Island and um that's what I'll be doing I I, I am going to make myself relax every evening and just try and get a bit of work done during the day and stick to that routine but no I I don't think it's um I'm not ashamed to say that I'm going to I'm not going to treat it as a detox that my friend Sarah in Amsterdam did I will have a drink every night and try and do a zoom drink with a couple of friends I've missed over the last month and then um during the day I'll just try and get a bit of work done Sounds like a plan. Caroline Wilson from Hotel Quarantine in Sydney. Quarantine with Caro, our little bonus episodes. Look, Corey said every day. Hutchie said every day. Oh, we'll see how we go. I've got a massive lot of gardening to do on the weekend, so I'm not sure we'll uh, catch up Saturday and Sunday. Just be short and sweet and I'll have a tip every day. And if you'd like to ask Caro a question while she's quarantining, send us an email, feedback at don'tshootpod.com.au. Thanks to Prince Wine Store, of course, for supporting the podcast and Miles' tips in our main episode about quarantine cocktails and, of course, Red Energy, 11 years' most satisfied customers in a row. Happy quarantining, Caro. Don't shoot the messenger, Jane. This podcast is proudly supported by Red Energy, most satisfied customers 11 years in a row. Isn't it time you called Red Energy on 131 806? Hi, it's Shana Blaze here. Join me on my podcast, Homestyle. We provide the ideas and inspiration you need for your home, DIY design projects and expert advice. Red Energy's podcast lifestyle series, available from wherever you get your podcasts and the SEN app.